0: Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank. I am Chad Parsons. He is Jordan McNamara. And we share our research, experience, and acumen to build dynasty winners and unlock ceiling outcomes. Now is the time to seek elite results. Big three thoughts for the week. And we got three players that probably aren't playing. At best, we're probably looking at one of them potentially playing this week, and we'll know shortly. And we'll start with Travis Kelsey. So his knee. doesn't sound super serious at present, but you know what? A lot of super serious knee injuries start with a not-so-super-serious injury. So we have to keep that under advisement. Uh, Noah Gray is out there in some of these shallower stock formats, potentially. And we've got the Chiefs playing on Thursday night debut for week one of the NFL slate here so there's some moving pieces on that passing game they lost Tyree kill what if they lose Travis Kelsey for any amount of time here for Patrick Mahomes for the wide receivers so there's a lot of moving pieces here beyond Kelsey.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it matters much for Mahomes, right? Mahomes is, uh, isn't is someone that I'm particularly worried about, right? And if you look at the line, for example, it moved from 6.5 to 5.5, which is basically not moving. Um, it's Is unmoving. that
0: related to Chris Jones, or was that already changed for
1: Chris Jones? Well, that's the thing. It came. It it, uh, Mahomes' prop came down basically 10 yards, 10, maybe 14 yards. So wow. uh, I think it was like right about, th- right, I think it was 295 to 299, somewhere in that range. So it came down. a a first down basically um so i wouldn't be super concerned about it um if this opens up a buying opportunity for mahomes i'm interested um (laughs) i think that that's i think that that's um, we're always interested i mean we're we're always interested
0: how many times do we find buying opportunities aka the 101 in a startup draft you know or uh just keep throwing picks to get patrick mahomes this offseason so
1: correct Yeah. So I I do think it warrants like exploring uh, and seeing, right? If you've sent out offers or whatever and it got rejected, right Right. off the Kelsey news, I would send out, uh, I would send out offers on Mahomes again. Um, What do you think of the redraft
0: market of people going like Mahomes QB six and redraft? What do you think of that stuff? Isn't that like his worst finish ever?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. It, like, it seems
0: it, weird though to start stacking it up, and you get a few names in, and you don't mention Mahomes. I like, "What?" It's okay if you view it more flatter, but to literally just write him in like QB six or so, I don't under- understand that. Like, floor does even count in redraft a little bit too. Like,
1: it does. Yeah, it does. High variance
0: stuff going on when people are trying to sharpshoot QB one.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you just even look down the props on this. Again, it's one game, but no one's got anywhere near the prop that he does at 285. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, 261 for Cousins, right? Um, Run centric attack. Right. I don't see a <laughs> Justin see Herbert you. prop out there, which would probably be the one to push it. But, but I, I, my point would be like, why are you so, like, I don't yeah. think it matters. Mahomes is so good that his supporting cast is like, again, Kelsey helps. Don't get me wrong. He's
0: dragging them. He's dragging them to to places that they wouldn't go otherwise, which to me is almost a scary thought when you look at some of these players, like McCole Hardman wasn't good with him. And you kind of wonder, like he starts going to other places and you're like, I think we might find out how junk he is. You know what I mean? Like, like, and the fact that, again, I know that there's a a rookie, a, a different bar the more we look at yards per route run, right? I mean, there's most players, if they're good, they're pretty much good right away, or at least above bar. And when you look at what Sky Moore did last year or what Rasheed Rice potentially does this year, and you want to keep giving them passes, you forget there with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, they are going to make a beautiful steak out of this crappy beat-up piece of meat, you know? So if you were still a beat-up piece of meat, what does that mean you would have been any other environment? Like, that's a jarring thought. And this whole idea that you're going to go plus 60% on your yards per route run in year two when you were hot garbage in year one, I think is a word of caution. So, like, I think one of my phrases last year when it was Sky Moore at 107 or 108 in rookie drafts, I said, the only reason you are placing this bet, the only reason is because you went to Kansas City. That's the only reason you are paying that price for that profile. I was like, he's a good prospect, but he's not in round one and he's not an elite one. And the only reason you pay that price point is because he's with those two guys, Reed and Mahomes. And you know what? It didn't work out. Maybe it works out this year, but to what level? Works out all the way? I don't know. Juju's a pretty good player. He didn't get home. He didn't do much of anything. He was what? A weak sauce flex, (laughs) right? I mean, let's let's brass tax this, right? Didn't move the needle at all. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, I think uh, what do you think about this though, Jordan, in the the myopic world, ah, new, new word, uh, myopic world of saying tier three players, we kind of talked about, you know, putting different buckets on your roster and you're talking about tier three stuff and just taking a shot on Noah Gray of saying, what if he pops for 50 yards and a touchdown this week? Right. I mean, that's not a precursor of anything. You know, what if Justin, Justin uh, Watson is out there, like just taking a shot on something happening. Now, I don't like tying it up. We've talked about this before. You take an upside bet on Thursday night. You lock in all the way through Sunday. You can't move that roster spot. You can't be like, eh, now I feel like the Sunday guy. Nope. That is locked in and it's one of your turn spots. So I hate that. And Noah Gray is not good. He's another one of just like people think he's the successor. He hasn't been good. He's been categorically bad. So to say that he's going to step in and do something great. Yeah, maybe one game. But is he going to step in and be 60% of Travis Kelsey if Kelsey retires tomorrow? Hell no. So I think we have to just be really careful, but I do think it's a worthy, you know, maybe you get to next week and Kelsey's going to miss another game and you can flip for something. I don't know, but you have to assess that roster spot carefully.
1: Uh, Agreed. Uh, By the way, in an Andy Reid offense, Donovan McNabb, who's nowhere near the passing quarterback that Mahomes is again, he was more of, a little bit more of a rusher, but um, even still, some of those numbers are overblown. Um, not anywhere near it. Multiple seasons of the quarterback one in points per game, okay, yeah. multiple seasons of it. Yeah. So, again, Alex Smith, there weren't good receivers yeah. there either, right? Like, there, there weren't good weapons there. There was no like Todd Pinkston, right? It was basically. Those offenses are the Chiefs' offenses without Kelsey, right? Yeah. So again, like, I, I, like right off Mahomes at, at at your peril in terms of his supporting cast. Um, I right. would also note though that one thing I, about a guy like Noah Gray, um, yes, you have to hold him through the week. Yes, it's a churn spot. It is an island game, and everyone's going to be watching. Right. It. So if there is he, a, he has, an,
0: and he has an opportunity, right? I mean, correct. if you're going into this and Kelsey misses the game your defensive approach will shift drastically, right? And it's going to be, we are taking players away from the p- zones of the field that Travis Kelsey would have in- encapsulated. And now Noah Gray is going to be a largely ignored player. That's what's going to happen for your defense. And frankly, it should. It should. If Noah Gray beats us with 120 yards and two touchdowns, eh, you know, we probably stopped a whole lot of other stuff. And Godspeed to him. And hopefully he parlays that dynasty wise into a nice flip opportunity in your two uh week <laughs> two. So um all the but but yeah, that's the kind of bet where if you have any uncertainty and roster spots, like you don't have a glaring running back that you're dropping. That's why, like, you look at some of these sporadically available guys where it's like, I want to see what happens with Durham Smite. I want to see what happens with Jake Ferguson, I want to see what happens with these guys just to kind of see what sticks. You can drop them week two, week three, week four, when you see that it's just not coming together and the market share is not going to find them. And it's going to be a random October game where they're going to be on someone else's team or on the waiver wire because it's not worth your time. But for a one-week sample of like, what if this is the next thing? It's worth your time. Yeah. I don't know where that line is for you. Like offhanded when I was saying that, is there a running back that kind of struck you of like, you know, I like them in the right circumstance, right? Number of roster spots. But if I pick up Noah gray or one of these tight ends, just to see what happens, you know, for week one, it's worth it. Like, would you rather hold Matt Breida? Would you rather hold? I'd hold,
1: rather hold Matt Breida.
0: Okay. Okay. I'd rather hold. maybe if hold it's less Doudle. clarified, Rico uh, Dowdle too. I'd rather okay. hold
1: Rico Dowdle. Yeah. If okay. there, there's some of these spots where it's a little bit less clarified. Um, right. You know, um, uh, uh cincinnati if i had to share there like right. i might be willing to chris float evans that, but... you might throw that free because
0: if travion williams is healthy and he's you know if he maybe misses the game maybe he doesn't whatever but you know he's gonna be back soon for example right yeah i, I think that's a good one
1: right deandre swift might be one to float him back just what, kidding what about just
0: latavius kidding. murray i'd float him okay yeah float, him, float him for it. a week because he's gonna start at the at the three so yeah, yeah so you float him for a week there's probably not going to be people running running in there. All right. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, still the most traded dynasty asset of late. It's awesome to see deals and opportunities. I've seen some that are glaring buys. I've seen some that are glaring sells. What's your general would you explore both sides of this marketplace? Always. Okay.
1: Um, I think you always explore both sides of the marketplace. No, right?
0: not with Mahomes. No, you don't really explore that one.
1: <laughs> That's true. You don't explore
0: <laughs> the sell market for Patrick. Holmes. I guess you could obviously seek somebody out and you're like, Alan, how, how much of a plus are you prepared to give me? <laughs> I guess maybe. Yeah,
1: it's Mark Andrews in that deal. Um, yeah, yeah no, no I mean, I, I do now. think like where these where there's a lot of volume and where there's a, a big market for these things for these players. Uh, in terms of movement on either side, right? There's just, I mean, there was, you know, I got a, a dozen plus of them in the last 24 hours. The good part about that is, you know, yes, there's a lot of market moves, but in a specific league, there's only one player, you know, in a one copy league. It's just only one GM that's got them. So you can get weird things that happen cost-wise. So you can you can buy uh jonathan taylor in one in league one spot yeah and sell for cheaper and then sell him in another league and not actually amp up your exposure to him but you can just basically kind of arbitrage and just take a spread right across and if you view dynasty as more of a portfolio you don't give you don't really care specifically about any individual team as much as making my overall portfolio better, right? Those arbitrage opportunities are are really, really good opportunities. So um so I would sort of explore that space. Um I, I think the rule always is with a guy like Jonathan Taylor, there's two. Number one, you don't pay full price for someone else's problems. Right. So you and if he's you a are trading right for Taylor, he damn well better be the best player in the deal. Okay. okay. That's the rule. That's go, rule for, number go from the bottom. All right. Creep up there. Correct. Yep. And and the number two rule is When running backs uh, are depressed in price and they have elite ceiling, that is when you buy that. So you have to lean into being willing to buy risk because it's the only time it ever makes sense to buy a running back. Suck it it up for the
0: opening month. Suck it up for half of the season. Suck it up until he gets traded. Suck it up till the offseason. You got to be in for a dime, in for a dollar, and know that you're buying at a point that you're okay with all those outcomes, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I wanted to throw one deal out. Again, we're not talking it's not in the trading section uh, of the show cuz you know what? We got hot hot water peppered Tabasco style. Um I actually saw Chipotle Tabasco, which I've never seen. I saw it in this international store. Sidebar. Okay. Um but this Jonathan Taylor deal I and this one to me is interesting. And I on, very few times do I lay something out and I don't know which way Jordan's going to go. Jonathan Taylor, T Higgins and a 25 first. For Justin Jefferson in a 14-team superflex,
1: man, you, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to give up. It's a lot. Right? It's a but lot to give up, it. and this it's feels this feels a little bit scared. um The question too that I would have is like, it feels really cheap on Higgins, right? It I feels... ask
0: you this because you're not the biggest on Higgins, right? You right. are. I mean. We we don't say pay anything for Jefferson. He's in that next bucket of pay a lot, right? So
1: yeah. if you're gonna pay this, like that's a deal that you should be putting towards a like you okay. will only it's do this if you're a rich team, team, right? You yeah. only do like you got to be darn rich. Well, how, how do you think I would do it? No, but,
0: if you what is the minimum threshold? Mahomes and Allen? Herbert? I, okay, so if like, you're not up to that yet. I mean, why are you spending these assets in this way, right?
1: That's that's usually what I say, right? I mean, if you have you're to be, not... You
0: yeah. have to go all the way on the strong uh, spectrum at quarterback, especially with 14-team that, I mean, again, it gets thin fast and you can just pummel people. Like, right. you want to talk about walking into the playoffs every year and you're wearing the Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat? Like, do that with Mahomes and Allen. And again, if you're not there... Then what are we talking about, right? Because right. you can go from Dak. You can go up. You can go, we really like Herbert. Let's not pretend like Herbert is an absolute sure ceiling thing, right? So, I mean, why don't you take some risk out? Like add JT to that and go all the way. Yeah, right. Because right. you know what? You'll probably miss him less. When you have stud quarterbacks, you miss it. just the, You miss the whatever you gave up just a little bit less. All right. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. So you would take the Taylor side for the record, right? I would. Cool. Okay, I would, or more of a hold. See, this is what makes it fun. Like the actual, like stock market wise, you're like, no, I'm not saying sell Jefferson. I'm saying hold off and don't do this deal. Like, see, because again, we're not in the general saying of sell sell Jefferson. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't, I like, I, I wouldn't. I don't think that's the right way to to use Taylor. It's just that feels like a capitulation, right. um, and that would honestly probably be a scenario where I would say. All right, if I have Jefferson, I usually don't say trade him for the best, you know, trade the best player for a distressed asset, but you're getting so much on top of like yeah, I don't think Higgins plus a first is Jefferson, but if you get like 80% Eighty percent of Jonathan Taylor, you're winning that deal, right? right. So that I, I do
0: think I do think the best way to use Taylor is to grease the wheels and use him as an ancillary piece, ancillary piece of getting a stud quarterback. Or what I love to do is you shift running back to wide receiver. That makes it very easy because you can hand select your wide receiver profile that you're comfortable with, or whatever the deal is. And you just, again, we're, we're going to repopulate from the, the bottom. We're going to be like coral. I think coral just like, it grows like a weed, you know, in some places in the ocean. I may be out of my depth here, Jordan. <laughs> but but my, my whole point unintended. is, though, bamboo, how about that? Bamboo goes, grows easily. And so running backs for us are like bamboo. We will find them. And honestly, they could grow so fast that they're like a weed. So you may not miss Taylor as much as you think by trading him away. But if you trade him for a running back plus, it's like, well, what are you doing? You're just bringing it in. You're going into the bamboo factory. And you're like, yes, please. I'd like more bamboo. Like, that's not the right way to do things. So go to the other positions um, is what I would say. Would Finally, you take
1: Jacob straight up for Taylor?
0: Um, Let me see. you uh, uh, games and years are valuable. Um, No, I wouldn't. And that's tough to say because I'm choosing between kids. Okay, so not at present. Uh, yeah, I have them them in the same tier, so not at present. Uh, if you grease the wheels either way, sure. Okay. <laughs> not with like a third or something like that, like something a little more tangible. Sure, I'm game. Okay. But again, I, I I'm just more agnostic on this whole like, oh, I won't have Taylor in my week one lineup. I will have Jacob. Like this whole, you know, again, very short term view. I think you have to think macro with with profiles when you're talking about high leverage stuff.
1: How about uh, a finally. first in Taylor for oh, no. Dak? Sorry, I'm going down this road.
0: Yeah, that's easy. I mean, right. again, like you're you're moving upward, onward and upward at a, well, not if it's one quarterback. Ha ha, I caught Jordan. <laughs> Jordan the, the classic suggesting a deal and everyone, uh, everyone should be along my same wavelength about what format it is. Ha ha ha. Yeah, is it, is it is this super flex. This is why I read the cue cards, Jordan. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> we should also have the thing of assume super flex unless we bludgeon you over the head by saying it's not correct. That's also that's also the theme and and one of the proclamations of the show, the mission statement. One of the mission statements of the show: we believe the stock format is super flex. So, the listener needs to be following kind. Yes. Uh, Cooper Cup, he's seeing specialists. He's going elsewhere. Things are getting dicey, and I'll just say things can get very interesting for the Rams very quickly. What do you think about Cooper Cup in terms of older player? Obviously, range of outcomes could include, I mean, so many targets and so much production, but not getting off on the right foot there. And we heard a lot of skies falling, Kenny Penny redraft talk from the uh, the Football Guy Bat Channel, just in terms of like, you know, you don't take an injured player, you don't take any suspect of an injury player that high. I would draft them in the first, you know, ten picks, fifteen picks. I don't even know where the where the conversation ended on that, Jordan, but. There is a lot of short-term risk here with Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, I saw someone run an analysis on uh, his injury um, and uh, on Twitter. She never plays again. Twenty percent of the time. Whatever, whatever <laughs> pulled back the whatever yeah. the Twitter, whatever the specific language was in the tweet. I think it was a Schefter tweet. They ran it, and it was like three or four weeks was kind of the time missed. Um, you know, I, here's what I would say, like. If if you're looking for early in the season stuff on cup, you're probably gonna miss out. If you're willing to say, Hey, listen, I'm gonna sit here and at the cost at a deeply discounted cost than he was 96 hours ago, I'm willing to to say, all right, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna sit here and I'm he's gonna sit on my bench and and then I'm gonna roll him out when it matters, right? That's can be hard to do for people, right? Um yes, you, know, you, look, you look at some of these deals and you say, Okay, well, um, yeah, I, I sort of get where that's coming from, right. There, there's some risk there, right. Like you can sort of see that, Mm -hmm. um, I, I tend to sort of come at these with, okay, if I'm not giving anything, that's really going to matter to my lineup, I will give it to, um, I I will give it in a trade for cup and, uh, just take the ceiling shot that he, you know, on him. Right. So, you know, there's some, there's some deals in here that like, um, you know uh, that, that I don't think are like, I would take a first, I would take a first for him. Uh, there's a Najee Harris one. I probably take Najee Harris, but like Addison and the third is interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. how much do you trust Addison and Cooper cup can Some really people trust
0: him. him all the way to the hall of fame, Jordan.
1: Some people do. I, I think that that that's a really interesting way to buy cup because you're using that, that wide receiver as an asset. Again, he might even be going ahead of cup, you know, in the next couple of weeks in in terms of some of these markets and stuff like that. But I view that type of deal uh, more interesting than I would like giving a first to buy him, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. I saw one that was essentially like Johan Dotson straight up or somewhere in the adjacent marketplace. And like you were saying, what are the odds? Yeah. See, it, it can sound crazy because something we recorded on another show is the mantra that, you know, all these wide receivers that show promise early that they're going to develop into an alpha and have a monster year at some point or have a string of monster seasons or top 12 seasons or top 24 seasons. And Jahan Dotson is someone that, yeah, he scored a few touchdowns last year. Golf club, congratulations for you. Uh, Does that turn into a top 12 season in the future? Be very careful about that. Cooper Cup, almost like Michael Thomas, right? Like, just tell me when he's going to play because that's pretty valuable. I know that. And when he doesn't play, I'll figure something else out. And so, and Johan Dotson, we're still kind of figuring that out, right? We're still in the waters of, is he good? Right? I mean, especially within the prism of, like, how much does he cost? First round pedigree? Is he good? Like, all these are interesting questions that most people will be like, oh, well, obviously he's good. Look at what he did, right? Like, he scored, I don't even know what what his points per game were last year or whatever. Like, he had two games over 100 yards. Okay. Uh, Is he good? Right. I mean, it's a, it's a more complicated question than just like, you know, some Washington fan going, of course he's good. Have you seen that one game? Look at this catch. Right. He's a monster. He's 5'10". He's really good in the red zone. Sounds like a great combination. Sounds like a home run <laughs> to me, Chad. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to did I get enough? And Jordan, we are gaining steam. Like, I think we have cornered the the market in this did I get enough? Like, pe- people can't get enough of did I get enough? Like, now, I don't even have to, like, I don't did see they get enough of out. Did yeah, like enough? people are just buying and selling in the marketplace, and like, do I pay too much? Did I get enough? Like, like they're actually just seeking our approval, which is awesome. So we got three declarations. It's not going to take over the whole trade segment every week. But awesome. This is from Joel. It's a 14 team superflex point per carry. He started out, this is what I love. He started out trying to get Jalen Waddle in the deal. <laughs> it turns into again. This is like when I got Josh Allen back and I started by just shopping around Bryce Young. I didn't even sell, like, I don't even think I sold Bryce Young. Just a weird turn of events. So they tried to get Jalen Waddell. Okay, that's a good move. They ended up getting Josh Allen. They sold, (laughs) they sold uh, Justin Fields, AJ Dillon, Debo Samuel, Noah Fant, 25 first, 25 second. Allen. Okay, there you go. Jordan just waits. Like, he just waits. He's like, keep finishing your dopey list. (laughs) I'm just going to sit there and say Josh Allen. It really is Fields a first and maybe a little bit extra. Is essentially and I me.
1: like Debo. Yeah, like we're high on
0: Debo. We bought Debo for an extraneously high amount in one of our auctions. Correct,
1: but at the same token, he is—you can get him for eighty cents. You know, you can get eighty percent of a really good Debo season for something significantly cheaper than Debo. Yeah, maybe Brandon Cooks. Then you are getting right, and then you are getting out of fields. Right, right for an absolutely elite quarterback,
0: yes. Well, you're well. Here's, yes. you're moving from like 108 to 102 in a startup draft, right? Right. Now again, we can disagree. We can we can just yell from the ceilings, uh, you know, how ridiculous Fields at that point is. But you're essentially making that move in a startup draft, which just doesn't sound crazy, right? Debo's going at a requisite point. You're adding a first, and you're moving from the later first to the early first. That sounds like an actual startup draft deal that gets done. So when you put the play when you superimpose the assets in an existing league, it doesn't sound crazy at all. But a lot of people are like, look at all that stuff that you're getting on top. But the risk factor is just through the moon. You're expecting Justin Fields to take a step passing wise that Josh Allen already took, which rarely happens. So taking out that risk is worth a lot, right, Jordan? Like the what premium would you put to just alleviate that from your risk and thoughts? Right. I mean, because if you here's the thing. Trey Lance, I always outline this, Trey Lance in the first round of startup drafts is a cataclysmic dynasty-changing event, <laughs> right? I mean, it's hard to recover from that. It's not hey, that at you least you pick recover. early in
1: 2024, right, Jed?
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe you, drafted, maybe you drafted Brock Purdy in that startup draft. Maybe you got Geno Smith off the waiver wire. I don't know what else you did in that league, but maybe you can, you know, you can reverse that hemorrhage. But, <laughs> hemorrhage is a good word, but Justin Fields to justify that cost, eventually needs to do something passing, right? The Greg Cosell, eventually, through the timing and rhythm of the offense, he's going to have to deliver in key moments from the pocket. I love that phrase because it means a lot. Cam Newton never got all the way there. He ran like like an 18-wheeler, and eventually he ran out of gas, far earlier than actual passing quarterbacks. He was like out of the league at 30, right? essentially, or he was onto the Pats at that point in time. I can't remember, but the yeah. point is his career arc turned into a Tim Tebow-like battering ram <laughs> at a certain point, and Bill Belichick, in one of the most ugly Patriot seasons of all time, basically said, I think I can work with this. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't want that to be the outcome for for your first round startup pick, is the point. So again... This is a deal that can easily get done and it's worthwhile to take the risk out of Justin Fields. Absolutely. You go after Jalen Waddell and who knows, you may backdoor your way to Josh Allen, is what I'll say. All right, this is from, from Joel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for contributing. This is from Noah. It's a Mahomes deal and you know what, Jordan? He made, this is a big time trade. Superflex. They gave Deshaun Watson Kyler Murray Brock Purdy, and Chris Olave. It's a lot of good stuff in there. Four, Patrick Mahomes, Ramondre Stevenson, Quentin Johnston.
1: There's a real good chance that you're giving up two first-round startup picks a year from now in this deal. And Watson and Murray?
0: Yeah. Or or Olave. Or <laughs> <Watson and Murray. laughs> it will never be Purdy, right? right. Purdy can uh, never get there,
1: right? I don't think Purdy gets there, but there's a really good chance that <laughs> Kyler Murray is a first-round starter pick next year. Again, right. I, I am a little bit dubious on how we got exactly here with Deshaun Watson. Um, again, I it was a big proponent of buying him at his depressed cost. I'm not sure how great I feel given the last two-year trajectory about how I feel about him as a first-round starter pick right now um but the market is certainly there right um it's a lot to get back right there's a lot of ways to the problem with mahomes deals generally is there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways to there's very few ways to win them when you're giving up mahomes i think right. there's a lot of ways to win this it, with the package that you're getting yeah
0: um i'm a little surprised it does it strike you like these are legitimate players I still think I would take Mahomes though. No, but like Stevenson and Quentin Johnson are legitimate players. Correct. And like, it's not throw in stuff. Like, there are outcomes that Quentin Johnson in two years is better than Olave. It may not be the probability play, but it's possible. Stevenson could easily in 12 months be worth more than Brock Purdy, whether he is or is not now. But like, those are possibilities. But yeah, like you said, I mean, if Watson and Kyler are both in the first round in January, like that's
1: that's a big return. A lot. It's
0: a lot, right? I mean, Olave is on such a trajectory. Yeah. Man, it may or may not happen to whatever elite degree people are projecting. But the trajectory of making that bet now is a strong one.
1: Yeah. So I let's just... just set can we can we do this and set aside Stevenson mm-hmm. and Quentin Johnson and Alave. Okay. It, it just sets me aside. Let's view
0: it's, that as, yeah, right. Like looking at startups, like what would actually occur? All right. So we got three quarterbacks for one quarterback.
1: Right. Range so of then, outcomes. Yeah. So then you go 101 to what? Something like.
0: Let's even. one. Well, well, let's
1: say 20, 201,
0: 301 and Purdy would be what? I don't even. Is he. QB. Let's. It's what? QB. 20 25. low 20s. I think he was
1: sure. 25 last I checked. Okay.
0: So that's let's say it's what sixth, seventh round. I don't, I'm just like that. I don't know. Okay.
1: I'll get you an ADP right here. Hold yeah.
0: On. So second, third, and a future first is kind of what we're talking about, right? Yep. Which is what people pay for 101.
1: Correct. Purdy's at 20. He's quarterback 20.
0: All right. So trending up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's It's production season. It's point season. Yeah. He's not sexy. He's probably QB twenty five. A couple of months ago, I'm taking um, Mahomes,
1: right? right? yeah that-
0: Just be. Just because. Look at the. Again. I. It's not that it's two hundred one, three hundred one, and a a future first or whatever proxy we're using. It's the again. There are damaging outs on all of these, right? Watson needs to come back to his former self. One of these things needs to happen. Watson needs to be great again. Kyler Murray needs to, if it's in Arizona, not Arizona, you know, stop reacting to call and duty releases. Like, I don't, like, there's things <laughs> that need to occur to actually get to a production level. Let's not, let's stop with the market value. Like, like, to actually get to a production level, if Watson doesn't hit home, Kyler better. So you have two bets that, again, they're pretty good bets. These are good bets to make for cost. But if they don't, if neither of those two things happen, I mean, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, and you lose this deal so bad.
1: Even if one of those things happens, you're still losing.
0: You still aren't locked in to make you. That's the thing. You kind of need both to kind of sort of happen, right? Right. Tyler needs to come back and have a top 10 season. Frankly, he needs to be healthy. And in Arizona or not, he probably does that, right? Right. Healthy, engaged, not going to play shortstop somewhere, whatever position he plays in baseball, I forgot. But he needs to stay engaged all the way. And then Watson needs to find. You know, again, it may happen this year, but the odds are you don't win it. See, that's the thing. We keep coming back to this, and I, I am going to comment on the Stevenson and the Quentin Johnston part just because we we rarely see Mahomes deals where you get extra stuff, tangible extra stuff. Yeah, you got that here, right? Tangible extra
1: stuff. And it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising to us, maybe to the market in general, and maybe to the person in this trade. But it would not be surprising to us if Ramondre Stevenson was running back one overall. I'm not saying that's right. a, the likely outcome, mm-hmm. but again, they, like, right. it's Quentin not Johnson, an
0: impossible accomplishment. And the phrase I keep saying with Quentin Johnson, and I'm going to have to tell people when he's running, you know, and I'll remind folks plenty of guys start at wide receiver three or four on their depth chart right away that he has, in my opinion, currently contractually, I believe this is the case. He has the longest trajectory locked in with this strong of a quarterback contractually with the in the NFL. He has a five-year allegiance period as a first rounder with Justin Herbert. Tell me another guy. Tell me another guy. Cause go down the laundry list. Jamar Chase probably at some point will. Not right now he doesn't. And a lot of these phony bulleting contracts are not actually five years of allegiance. Rookie contracts I mean, you got to be bad. You got to be Jalen Reger and uh, 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 Laquan Treadwell types to not get deep into your rookie contract with your current team, with your first team. And so Johnson is locked in. Mike Williams, not so much. Keenan Allen, not so much. All these players are not. And even if you look at some of these rookies, they, have, they lack the pedigree. And so be very, very, very careful. And so if Quentin Johnson is worth his salt at all, He's going to have such a glorious opportunity to be the go-to guy from Justin Herbert at some point in 2024, 2025, or whatever. As long as he flashes enough this year and keeps you in the game, you will stay in the game, and you will probably be rewarded. I mean, Mike Williams took a while. He got all the way home, and people started valuing him when he finished at wide receiver 20 or whatever it was, and adjusted points per game. So I just, like, man, that's my soapbox, but just... Again, we're getting close. We we get some close ones, but we still can't pull the trigger. I think we found one, right? And it was because they had just the quarterback involved. It was something like it was Herbert, something, right? Like it was Herbert. Yeah. Super super high pluses involved. In yeah, all stuff. it was super so high pluses. We gotta find a Josh Allen, like, and some plus where we're just like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Just right. to have like a gimme. Every once in a while, we need a gimme, right? Like in golf, right? You get six inches from the hole, they're like, yeah, let's just let's just pick it up, let's go. Yeah. All right, we got one more. Uh, so thank you for for uh from Noah for that one. This one is from Lamario Party. That's pretty funny. Uh over there on Twitter. Superflex tiered PPR start 11. So you got three flexes beyond the superflex. And again, you're talking to a a duo here that I mean, we have a high starting lineup and we're just like Mahomes, Allen, Hoosh lock and <laughs> load it. We we did that this <laughs> offseason. So you're not going to scare us with the starting lineup depth thing. We're in it for for a dime, and we're going to keep putting dimes in until we get to a hundred dollars. It is Josh Allen and Devin Achain for Russell Wilson, Bijan Robinson, and DJ Moore.
1: Uh, Josh Allen.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: That's hey, pretty easy. Like, hey. yeah, Josh Allen. That's
0: pretty easy. Yeah, Bijan Robinson can do whatever he wants, right? Right. Do whatever you want. Running back one this season. Go ahead, do it. There you go. There's so much risk on the Russell Wilson side, right? In the range of outcomes is not due to injury. He gets benched this season, right? That is a possible outcome for Jared Sedum, right? Like yeah. non-zero.
1: Yeah. Did you see there's a quote out there about um, uh, that Sean Payton told him to stop kissing babies. He's not running for public
0: office, which is
1: I mean, this tough love funny. is awesome.
0: Like this clear, like this is like, you're still our quarterback, but clear out your effing office in this, in this building. Like, clear out your wing, whatever you had going on here. Like I would have gone in there and literally hired a cleaning crew and just put his stuff out in the parking lot. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me with this stuff from last year that that has come out where it's like, what are you doing? To what level are you producing? Like, first of all, like I bet you no quarterback has ever had that.
1: None. No, no, that's not true. Um, No. uh, Peyton Manning did he had a, he had a wing yeah he had a, he had his own office in the building yes yeah you want to know
0: why office. he was first in first out and he slept there well he uh, had to have a cot so he had to have a cot somewhere
1: i'm i'm not yes us, but I'm not... what year was this
0: just so i know what year was this when he Speed was in Mandy denver wing?
1: when he was in memorial denver. wing i think like prime so prime... you
0: mean already dead red hall of famer and like completely was that off of the 50 touchdown season no, I just wanted to don't for a friend. On it, but the that point was was is, that I think that. it was a little different environment than Russell Wilson coming off a swoon year in Seattle. And Seattle was like, yeah, we're okay if you go. Like, <laughs> I think it's a little different, right? Just
1: I mean, Manning was coming off the same thing in Indy, though. Like, uh, Indy let him walk out the door and didn't get picks back for him. Right? They just let him true.
0: walk. They did have the 101. They had Andrew Luck there in the space. Right. It's a little different. Right. Seattle was like, yeah, we'll take a pick.
1: But I mean, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, like okay. the uh, Chicago Bears in that same situation kept Justin Fields and traded the pick, right? So you know, this is
0: the classic thing, Jordan. If we were on mainstream, actually lots of people listening radio, we could copy and slice your thing all to shreds, where <laughs> basically is Jordan calling Russell Wilson Peyton Manning. We are basic like <laughs> we are so weird, are, you're towing that line of what could be construed what ways.
1: No, so, I mean, he's not in the no, same tier, but I mean, he no, is a franchise quarterback that they spent a lot of, that they invested in, right? It's okay. not terribly How, surprising that they treated him to in not way.
0: instantly, and I mean instantly, meaning in the next six months, regret this deal. How high would Russell Wilson have to fly this year to make this deal not very, very, very regrettable?
1: Um, I think he'd need to be like a top 10 guy.
0: Top 10. Okay.
1: And I don't think that's impossible.
0: Either. No, it's not right. impossible, but it's lower probability threshold. And sure. what we always comment on these deals is the floor, right? Right. That could happen, but what's more likely to happen? Right. Okay. Which is probably a low octane offense. And he finishes, even if he does well, what, QB 14. I don't know. Yeah. somewhat More like, more like that. Yeah. So you go on, do your Bijan thing. Do DJ Moore thing. He's going to keep taking screens to the house. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. And again, just continue to take big risk by getting, you know, uh, moving down. It's still the most important position in Superflex. Checks watch. Yep. Still quarterback. Still quarterback. All right. So thank you for those submissions. We got, uh, uh, what is it? LaMario Party. We've got Noah and we've got uh, Joel. Thanks for contributing this week from life and dynasty lessons learned this week and i wanted to share a quick story um it's a 95 year old neighbor uh, i've known him for a few years now uh lives near my parents and he comes to me uh last few years i met him in person a couple times once he found out you know that i do i do fantasy you know that's that's my job that's my uh that's my jam and he does a redraft league with some family i think uh, but he comes to me every, he comes knocking every August, early September, and I help him out. You know, I give him a draft board. I, I talk him through some players, some, some general strategy stuff. He always shares his team. He always does pretty well in his leagues. And it's just very fun. And I think just the lesson learned is, you know, about a helping people, first of all, you know, uh, you know, in situations like that, it's like, I would bend over backwards. What do you need, John? You know, just to say, you know, how can I help you? And the other part is, Again, just the I mean, we can say this, you know, we're much younger and we're like, wow, 95, you know, like but just the fact that, you know, for a few years now, I don't know if he was playing fantasy when he was 85. But the point is, like, still being engaged, still being in the game, you know, keeping your mind active. I don't care if you're playing mahjong or chess, uh, or if you're watercoloring or you're doing the crossword every day, playing Wordle. I don't care what it is. Like pick a few things. And for him, this keeps him engaged whether he watches an extra few NFL games, you know, he, he's tracking numbers. He's doing free agency stuff like Godspeed. How awesome, you know, like I hope to be playing, playing fantasy, let alone recording some podcasts, you know, 95 years old. And it's just keep you yourself engaged. A with, you know, those around you, if that's his family, uh, with his fantasy team, your fantasy league, and then keep it engaged with what's going on NFL wise with his fantasy team, like all that stuff at 95, and again, I know it could slip at 97 or 100 or 105, or at some point it comes calling where you're just not with it to do it. But until you aren't, do everything you can, you know, find those activities. Fantasy is a good one. Dynasty's great. Like, but even if it's just, you know, following along with your college team or again, any of the other activities that I mentioned to start this, but just stay engaged, keep mentally active. And, you know, whether it's you know, anything physically, it's walking, fishing, uh, snowshoeing, whatever. But I always say, have a physical thing, have an intellectual thing. doesn't have to be the same thing. You don't have to, like Jordan, you don't have to be thinking about uh, higher level dynasty stuff while you're mowing your lawn for six months a year in a weighted vest. Like it doesn't have to be all at once, Jordan. You don't have to do this all in one hour, but it could. So the whole point is, you know, I just want to shout out to John. He's not probably not listening, but um, I gave him a shout out on Under the Helmet as well. I just... Very cool stuff, and it's becoming an old tradition that I hope at 95 turns into 96, 97, and I hope it's 105, where John is still playing, I'm still helping him take down some championships in his redraft league.
1: Love it. Love it.
0: Uh, Jordan, what's on the premium side this week for Dynasty Think Tank over at patreon.com slash Dynasty Think Tank?
1: There was some thorough, thorough analysis about football that occurred on the after-hour show that we recorded before the show. Stick with it. There go was to the some, end. <laughs> there was also some other stuff that we very much enjoyed. Yep. Uh, at I least I, I very much enjoyed, and I think you will as well. Um, of and then course. After we record this show, but you can yes. hear it over on the Patreon side, we are going to talk about running back situations, and I'm excited. I've got yes, a little bit of fire. I might even get Chad a little off balance. Oh, I don't know. Do I don't know what's going to happen. I'll so go. come check it out uh, over at Patreon.com. We have you covered each week. Uh, sure. There will be. We're going to do... Um, we got two shows each week with you going after hours. Um, Those have, by the way, blended into like some personal stuff, sort of you know, get to know <laughs> us better in the off season, I think that's probably going to trend back even more towards football stuff uh, during the season uh, and our deeper dive stuff. That'll just cover deeper topics each week. Uh We'll also get together here in the next couple of weeks and have another uh, have another subscriber Q&A. So go ahead and get uh, signed up so you can get access to that as well. So um yeah. Jordan,
0: are we going to commit to a week? Should we say it now? I mean, let's just. What week are we gonna do a live Q and A?
1: We'll do a live Q and A in week two, right after okay. week one. When, At, the, when well, the people so next need week. We'll give the people what they need. So yeah. So next
0: week, you hear that you want to get it. on board with this. You get you gotta get on the invite list. You gotta sign up as a Patreon because otherwise you're not gonna be on the live call. We had a really good response there in the preseason, but we talk about turnaround time and talk about how things get intense and get a little weird, get a little crazy, and you can benefit from that in season. And frankly, you're going to want to be a live call because you're going to get it Tuesday night and we're going to give you some stuff where it's like, you can go right out there in your leagues and you're like, I got to go do this. Like player specific, team construction specific. You're gonna be able to submit some questions probably if you want, you know, comments onto the Patreon uh, post, you know, that we're going to put out that you can join the call. So you'll be able to submit questions uh, whether it's on the live call or beforehand. So uh, again, just valuable. You're going to get us on the horn talking about what you need to know that week and man like you just said jordan I, I don't know if there's a better week going into week two with overreaction underreaction theater
1: going on yeah yeah i mean the the best thing we could do is we could do it we we could do it on a thursday night you know get the get the people really involved on a night but we're going to stick to our tuesday yeah. nights for this one and then yeah. we'll have more of this coming forward night. and again date the best part of t- the exactly. best part of dynasty think tank for us is like That's the think tank part of this. We get to do some different stuff. We get to try some different ideas. Uh, And I think that we'll give you just more and more content there. And again, you can get all that over on the Patreon side.
0: And I want to see what you guys think. Because literally, I mean, I joked about it at the end of the After Hour show. We talked for a while. But... I mean, this needs to be more of the thing, which is I literally wrote three question marks for like the show, quote unquote show sheet. Uh, we joke about show sheet. We have a few things. I mean, it's helpful to have the trades written down. It's helpful to know, you know, the players that we're going to discuss up at the top or things like that. But I wrote three question marks. And honestly, I think it was probably the best after hours we've ever done, <laughs> just writing question marks. So that's going to be a new theme. I, like I'm going to resist. I may have something in my the squirrel, the squirrel part of my brain where it's like squirrel, but I am not going to actually write it down. We're just going to go into it and we'll see where we go from there. And I think that's the whole idea behind after hours. It's pre-show, but it's after hours. And frankly, it's always just now it's me prompting Jordan. As soon as I get on the call, press record. Let's do this thing because we have lost, we have lost great discussions in the ether over the years by not pressing record. It's a pro move, you press record right away and then you basically just get on into it. So awesome stuff uh, on after hours this week. And again, you you wanna stay with it, I don't care if you've never ridden a bike in your entire life it's going to be interesting. So I promise you, I promise you go all the way through it because you got time. You got two or three shows from dynasty think tank to Listen new, to, and that's over at patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. Thanks so much for listening this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Chad Parsons, NFL at McNamara dynasty. Plus we have our own dynasty content streams at analytics of dynasty.com and uth As always unlock your ceiling and seek elite results.